Now let's take a look at the bigger picture. Todd Walsh is with us, CEO, Alpha Cubed Investments. Thank you so much for being here, Todd. So your thoughts on what we're seeing. I mean, we, it's certainly worth noting, five days of selling. Couldn't give it a go, even after the big sell-off, a thousand points last Friday after the Jackson Hole speech of pain, and Monday was a follow-through. Get that, Tuesday we gave it a go, but no luck. So what does that tell you? Yeah, Nicole, thanks for having me, having me on. We had a real trigger point at that Jackson Hole meeting, didn't we? So there are two big factors driving these markets right now, of course. Is there a recession? How deep is it gonna be? And then of course the 9 million pound uh, elephant in the room, which is inflation. Uh, we put together a chart kind of looking at um, past recessions, decreases in earnings in the S&P 500 going back to about 1990. And we have different kinds of recessions, right? We had the 2008 recession where earnings dropped over 50%, the markets were broken, and it was sort of a throw the baby out with the bathwater kind of recession where maybe it did want to run for the hills because the damage was going to be so bad. But if you look back to say 1990 and the recession we, we went through then, that was more of a cyclical growth recession. So as we're looking at kind of where we're at right now, um, the markets, I mean, the, the economy is still kind of reopening, the ports aren't cleared out yet. All of that's, we've got a lot of momentum behind us still in the, in the economy as we continue the reopening process. And corporate earnings this year are still up 8% as an estimate for the full year with single digit estimates for 2023 and 2024. We're not seeing an earnings collapse by any means yet. We're definitely uh, seeing some slowdown in different areas of the economy. The Fed's you know, sort of making that happen in a way. And um, you know, we may already be in a recession the way the NBER backdates these things, but this looks to us more like a cyclical growth slowdown than a throw the baby out with the bathwater type of recession. Right, so basically what you're saying here is that it's not as bad as it could be or as it even seems. I mean, we had our great recession in 2008, 2009, and to your point, it's more of a slowdown from a you know full steam ahead economy that is just a pause of some sort. So maybe it's not so terrible because people are starting to feel a pinch, right? They're consumer discretionary. We're seeing people stopping spending a little bit. Yeah, these slowdowns are never fun, so I don't want to minimize the real impact for the man and woman on the street. Mm -hmm. But from a relative mm -hmm. standpoint, this looks more mild than some of the major uh, recessions that we've had in the past. And then, of course, the nine uh, million pound elephant in the room is inflation. We had um, Powell come out at the Jackson Hole conference and uh, do his best impression of Clint Eastwood and give a steely eyed look into the cameras and say, we are going to defeat inflation. And as we um, look at inflation, it's like a double-edged sword. Um, we put a chart together here at Alpha Cubed Investments that kind of looks at what we expect to happen. So in the long run, we may have seen peak inflation. And remember, the Fed is on full alert to bring inflation down. It's scaring the markets right now, um, but they're gonna get their way one way or the other. The estimates are that inflation is gonna come down uh, over the next year. The double-edged sword component is that the inflation calculations are based on the month over month calculations from a year ago. And we've tried to illustrate that on this chart. So when you have a high month over month and you're coming up on a year on that, it's easy to beat that, which we did last month. The Fed gave kind of a fakey Fed language Powell pivot that wasn't really a pivot. The market went up and then he reversed that uh, at Jackson Hole. Well, in the next two months, we have some pretty 
pretty uh, difficult comparisons coming up. They were lower last year, month over month. So we could have a couple of months of difficult inflation reports. And if we do, the market's not gonna like that. We've of course got that employment number coming out tomorrow. A nice, healthy, strong employment number is not gonna be seen uh, positively by the market most likely. Uh, you know, we may get a bounce at any time, but uh, look for some volatility over the next few months for sure. Right, without a doubt. So you talk about recession, you could send us a bunch of great charts that I, I love going through these kind of charts because I really think they really uh, thanks for saying support that. That really what we're talking about. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I actually love charts. So and I'm being honest. But so can we talk about what's going on here with earnings and where we stand? Because there are some companies fundamentally that seem to be doing just fine and others that are struggling. So we look to PEO ratios often to try and understand valuation. Tell me a little bit about what you're seeing and what it means for an investor. Yeah, thanks, Nicole. You know, this is why I have no friends. We put cool charts together down here and I love to talk about them. This next chart that we put together kind of shows the PE ratio that the market's been experiencing for the last 10 years or so. And what you're gonna see when you put the chart up is that after the massive stimulus, whatever it takes, 13 trillion was pumped into the, the economy post the pandemic, that's called don't fight the Fed, the wind's at your back, and PEs went crazy. We had PEs escalate above 18 and trade in a range from 18 to 23 for a couple of years there. Well, now, as you can see from the chart, historically, you know, a 14 or so to an 18 times PE is kind of where the market has been for, for quite a while. When the market went, I think after the uh, uh, July Powell pivot or non-pivot language pivot, uh, up above 18 times earnings, you saw it hit that 200-day moving average and come back down. I think that's the kind of market that we're going to see going forward. So you've got to get a handle on managing fear and greed through a period of sideways consolidation. When the market gets super high, you don't want to get too excited. We've got headwinds coming. The Fed has to reduce their balance sheet even after they get through this inflation uh, debacle that we're dealing with. Uh, but when things get low, this isn't a throw the baby out with the bathwater kind of market. So in the 14, 15, 16 times PE area, maybe consider doing some additions to the portfolio. We've got to counter counteract this fear and greed uh, that we're probably going to be seeing for quite a while. Yeah, and you know, that doesn't make me feel great when I see a chart like that one. Um, it really shows that there are some issues and headwinds that have not been transient. I mean, they truly have been um, much more troubling over that. So that going forward now at this point, what do you tell investors here as they're trying to keep their portfolios or put together a portfolio? What do you say? Yeah, there people react through fear and greed. So we put a chart together kind of giving them some perspective. We think the long-term bull market is still intact. And in fact, the technical trend lines are all still intact. We got way ahead of them. So we're gonna consolidate that for a while. We moved up about 120% from the bottom of the market on March 23rd, 2020, about 117%. It's very normal for the market to consolidate that kind of move. And of course, the conditions have changed. We've got the inflation headwinds, we've got the Fed uh, balance sheet headwinds, we've got the inflation headwinds. It's gonna take some time to work that out. So we want clients to focus on dividends. We want clients to focus generally on better valuation companies. We want clients to focus on more defensive names generally. We're gonna see periodic spurts where growth you know, does extremely well and gets everybody excited. And growth is a very exciting area anyway. It's, you know, when you talk about three, 4% dividends, people don't run around in the streets bragging about that. But when you have a consolidating market, 
that's going to be trading between guardrails. We think it makes a lot of sense to let dividends do the heavy list lifting, be generally more defensive, keep your PEs generally low, and be prepared for this to last a while. Not too excited at the top, not too scared at the bottom. Yeah, and ultimately, um, where, how much of the Fed is a part of this? I mean, it depends also how aggressive the Fed really is, right, Todd? 100%. I mean, don't fight the Fed has been the watchword for about the last 25 years, and I think that continues. It's the uh, major impetus in this market. And once they're able to, to take the heat off of fighting inflation, which is going to happen probably sometime in the next six months, maybe three, four months down the road, not sure when, there's going to be a period where the market moves back up again. But we can't lose sight of the fact that we're still consolidating these big gains. And we've got you know headwinds ahead of us. That uh, balance sheet runoff isn't going to end anytime soon. There's a lot of work that they have to do there. And it's not like growth is going to explode in the economy. The, the estimates, again, are for single-digit growth for the next couple of years. So understanding the kind of market you're in is very powerful. And we think dividends, defensive, uh, and low, lower valuations. Todd Walsh, great to see you. And you have a friend in us, TD Ameritrade Network. We're all your friends. Todd Walsh, nice to see you. Alva Cubed Investments. Thank you.